another edition of Uncensored Life with the Saunders. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your boy, Chase. So, it's the new year, and we are coming to you with a brand new episode. So, the schedule's a little off due to the holidays. Um, We'll be back to normal schedule soon. At the top of, well, the end of last year, there was an acclaimed jazz musician, Keon Harold, whose 14-year-old son was accused by a white woman of stealing her phone at Soho's Arlo's Hotel Christmas weekend. The altercation became physical when the woman lunged at the young male. The hotel staff quickly called the NYPD to respond because of the woman's actions. Um... That is what the statement the hotel released to the public acknowledges. The mayor, Bill de Blasio, described the case as a clear example of racism, though the NYPD says it's not investigating the case as a biased incident. Charges are being filed against the woman. Only her last name has been released at this time, which is Harold. We have not at this time heard what the charges will be, but since they are not investigating as a bias incident, I'm assuming that they're not calling this a hate crime. Her phone was later found and returned to her by her Uber driver. It's a bunch of bullshit. I don't understand how it's not a hate crime. You pointed that boy out because he was black. You know, you ain't have no evidence that that was your phone, but you accused him. Exactly. Because I'm pretty sure there's more people in that area walking around with cell phones. At this point in right, the world, Charlie, everybody in has New their York cell phone City out. In a hotel lobby on Christmas weekend. I'm sure, especially during the pandemic where everybody, if you are able to travel, is taking advantage and going to travel so i'm pretty sure that he wasn't the only one because i haven't seen the um the footage so i'm pretty sure he wasn't the only one at the registration desk i'm really sure that you had no evidence that anything had happened seeing as your uber driver returned your phone to you so it's not like you saw him with it in his hand like nothing you just saw his only crime was being a young black boy. White privilege. Like a lot of people don't say our children, like they always point the finger at our children growing up too fast, but our children grow up too fast because you force them to have to, because you treat them like adults when they're still children, because you're afraid of them because of the color of their skin. Like, you you have no other bias against this, this boy. Like, you didn't have a conversation with him. But, like, there was nothing but the color of his skin to allow you the comfort to accuse him of stealing something and even more comfort to charge as someone's child. I can't believe she lived to talk to the police. That's crazy. Yes, his, um, his father was at the hotel lobby with him. Um, I haven't heard anything his father has had to say about the incident. His um, his mother, who is a school teacher in New, in New York, um, 
is the one that has been doing all of the communicating with the the public and I can definitely understand why. Mm. New year, same problems. Right. We've been dealing with this for years, for <laughs> centuries at this point. And like it's it's getting really old. Um like the only crime, the only weapon that we have is the color of our skin. It's like, it's sad that the color of my skin just bothers someone so much hmm. that you can't see that this is someone's child, that you can't like stop for a moment and think anything besides that he took something from you. And of course, your Uber driver returns the phone and I'm very sure that no apology was issued to this young man that you have now traumatized because you lunged at him for doing something that he knew that he had not done. Man, look, I ain't even gonna lie to you. That had been a Chicago Southside kid. She wouldn't have been able to lunge at that kid. That kid no. would have fought her. Yeah. The entire South Side. Like, she shouldn't even be on the South Side after dark. If we can be honest. But in other news, with marijuana becoming legalized, a lot of celebrities have gone back into what you may see with their first hustle. Um, I know that Shani O'Neal has started a dispensary. There are a bunch of celebrities that are jumping on this. I can't even say bandwagon because it is... Um, very lucrative we heard just from talks that we've attended here in illinois when they were in the process of um legalizing marijuana so it's no surprise that jay-z has jumped into the cannabis game as well he has a cannabis line called monogram and you can go to monogramcompany.com for all the details there are four strands um, 01, 70, 88, and 96. Um, the numbers have nothing to do with the strand or potency of the, the, the cannabis. He has everything from the size of, like, if you go for the, you can get like two to four grams, but if you go for what's already rolled and packaged, he has pinky size joints all the way up to the 88 which is a hand rolled cigar and it's recommended to smoke the 88 as a cigar um the highs are said to be from light to high high but upon a review that i read it's more like high to like extra high and the 88 is the signature um strand and it's said to smell sweet and smice Spicy with a dash of earthiness, which causes one sampler to state that his vision became sharper. Um, the number one is supposed to be a cerebral strand to help you chill and focus and confidently tackle obstacles in your path. Um, it is the notes in it are sweet, 
herby upfront smells that transition to a skunky finish. So I'm guessing the number one is like the closest to maybe a street strand. And then they have uh, the number 70, um, which they said they have been developing for a while. And it has citrus notes. Um, it has a pine smell. It's spicy. And it delivers a intense sensation. The 88, like I said, is the flagship strand that they said they've been cultivating for decades. Um, it is sweet, spicy, and meticulously crafted to elevate your mind and soul. The 96 is um, fruity, and it has sherbet-like flavor. It's... Um, is a heady high so like i said you can go to the monogramcompany.com they may deliver in your area you just put in your delivery address and it will tell you whether um it's available to you if you are in california they do have two stores one in san jose um 1695 south 7th street and one in bellflower california 9535 artesia boulevard so, um, check out the website to see if you delivers. Otherwise, you're going to have to take a trip to California. You know, Mike Tyson has a successful dispensary, too. I don't know if he has a dispensary, but he either has a dispensary or like a weed line, some shit like that. I don't know if I want anything about Mike Tyson. I don't, I don't know if I, I do want shit. The nigga smoked the blunt stutter. before he, uh... Before Fuck he bit Roy off Jones. the ears, like I don't. Oh, they was hugging. That was dancing with the star. No, nah, well, Jones was hugging. Tyson's yeah. trying to fight. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want that kind of. Uh, that that may be too much for me. Um, and we have the stimulus updates. The Get My Payment website is finally up and running, which is better than I thought. I thought it was going to take until the 15th because that is the cutoff date for when um, payments will either be mailed or direct deposited. But if you do go to the website, expect delays, expect to time out, expect to be kicked off the website because everybody's trying to figure out where their money is except for those that have chime it seems like i'm not gonna say everyone because i did see someone launch a complaint with time chime not accepting their irs payment at all and they wind up receiving the check in the mail but most people that have not had any delays at all they were the first um to receive their stimulus check last tuesday when they were released and also um so the 15th is the cutoff date they have to have everything direct deposited or mailed out and if you do not get it by the 15th then you're going to have to um wait until you get your tax refund there's a recovery fund um form that your tax preparer can fill out for you and that just because um the, both stimulus payments are considered a recovery rebate credit so um 
basically when you receive your regular tax refund there will be additional money to cover the stimulus that you qualify for but was not sent to you because there's still some people that didn't receive the first check mm. that's crazy they need to hear from the people their money right they like someone said you know because everybody has been going back and forth with this entire situation saying that you know it's the democrats versus the republicans and um someone said that this stopped being a political thing a long time ago like this isn't the democrats versus the republicans it's the united states government versus the people uh-huh. like because the people have been the people in like the sworn people. to protect and serve exactly and that's why i said like you know um they the senate those that are sitting in their seats in the congress the house of representatives like nothing stopped for y'all like you guys have had more work to do yes because you've had more bills and things of that nature to to vote on and negotiate but your paychecks didn't stop Mm-hmm. Like and y'all guaranteed like y'all didn't put y'all feet to Shit. the fire uh, to to put something out until it was a threat of a government shutdown because if the government is shut down that's when your pay is affected so that's when y'all put y'all feet to the fire to come to the table oh no, when it came to a paycheck exactly when that's it came when y'all want to do something exactly but the American people out here fucking literally struggling exactly and like yeah, I, I like tiny Tim with a little tin cup like please sir my porch please that and, guy and I ain't cared that guy I forgot his name what his name Mitch something Mitch McConnell Mitch McConnell so I read a, a stat that said the week he turned down the 2000 stimulus check he made $3,300 that week. I guess if you broke his salary down to weekly. Right. He and made $3,300 that week. We the people pay your salary. And we put you in those positions. Because you're supposed to make the best decisions for us. And if we don't feel like you're making the best decisions for us, do you really think that we're going to vote for you for another term? Hmm. Yeah, he, he and like yes, your salary is a good amount of money. Like three thousand dollars a week is is good, but it's not the best salary in the world. And if you lose that job, then what do you get paid? Right. Like if you're shoot out of politics, something because like we have been hurting for a very long time, and it should not have taken as long as it did for a decision to be made and trump is just i don't like he just he just wants attention he just wants somebody because no one was saying his name in the news anymore no one was talking about him anymore because what is there to talk about like come all right your ass is grass you out of here right you've lost all your lawsuits now it's going to be down to the electoral college and then like 
y'all are grasping at straws because apparently there's a law on the books that says that the vice president of the United States can decide and determine whether electoral college votes are counting. So you're telling me that we've had how many elections? So then what's the point of voting period then if that's going to be an option? That just... My question is, is that before I would even go that far, is that if we don't count the electoral college's votes, then what? Okay, well, yeah, you won a popular vote, vote then. So then you still lose. Exactly. So it's like, what is the problem? But my So where was is, that thing at when Hillary exactly. lost? Trump was the biggest supporter of the electoral college. He basically crowned them gods when it was him versus Hillary. Now, all of a sudden, this rule has been on the books since elections began how many years ago? And now, now... Now you want to bring it up and put it into play and put everything on Pence as to whether Pence decides to count these votes or not. And like I said, my thing is, is okay, say that he wakes up because they, the electoral college votes are counted this week on the 6th, I believe. Because um, the Senate race in Georgia, uh, those count. That official, because they're doing, um, they were doing early voting. The official election is this week, tomorrow, and so then on the sixth, the electoral college is supposed to get together and cast their votes. So if Pence just wakes up on the sixth and says, "Well, y'all can cast our votes," but they don't count, like then what? Like, are you serious? And that's why I said, like, he he just, because the thing is, the thing that nobody is talking about is that the Democrats from the very beginning have been asking the Republicans, what amount does your president want these checks to be? People that are directly connected, because I have been saying this since we got into election season, that the government is made of three branches. There's a system of checks and balances, and there was a group that were directly connected to the White House, directly connected to Trump, that were aware of the $600 being put on the table. And at no point in time did anyone say, hey, that's not enough. But now that you've lost every single court proceeding that you've brought, now that you're at your hour of desperation, now you care about the American people, yeah, the, and uh, why are we fighting over two thousand dollars when we're the richest company in country? Because yeah, y'all treating us like we're business, but we've gotten the least amount of aid. We at this point have the most death in cases on our hands, but we've gotten the least amount of aid. Y'all are fighting over a one-time $2,000 check when our neighbors to the north have been sending that much to their people every single month since it started. Mm. Good old USA. Hey, let a war break out, dog. Bet you they find some money, though, for that. Right. I bet you they find some money for that. They're going to find billions for that. Because that's what Trump is really upset about. He had a defense bill that was put on the table. And that's what a lot of people aren't understanding about politics, too. Like, there was a lot of things that were voted on. Not just stimulus checks, not just the unemployment. There was small business aid that was included in that. The evictions, uh, 
memorandum was included in that. Everything going on with the mortgage companies that was included in that. And what did Trump sneak into that bill? A defense huh. budget. So in addition to having to go back and forth about the things that matter to the American people right now in this moment, when we are literally little tiny Tim with the metal cup in our hands, he decides to sneak in a defense bill. And so they're going back and forth about that to the point that they finally, finally, when they decided to put the $2,000 on the table, decided, hey, let's separate that out and see what people feel if we separate getting the American people help and this defense budget. Because how do they relate? Just ridiculous. So, can't even help your own people. Exactly, because you're too busy looking out for yourself. Like you're too busy trying to get attention for yourself. Like no one had anything to say about Trump. Nobody was looking for him. He was out living his best life, having his Florida vacation. Because even with your little five seconds of COVID that you had, nothing stops for you. You still got to see your family. You're still visiting with your family. You're still going to play golf. Like this, like this is a this is a little nothing disease pandemic that we got from China to you because it's not affecting you. So you can sit up here and word vomit all of these things that is causing all of this unrest and upset in a country that's already divided because mm -hmm. you can just go about your day and play golf like nothing is going on. Mm -hmm. That's why you can make light of the millions of people that had to sit at their Thanksgiving table with family members missing. They had to sit at their Christmas table with family members missing that's why you can make light of it because it means nothing to you like none of this is affecting your day-to-day -day life well you definitely ain't playing golf right now you're looking for those eleven thousand votes <laughs> that's what he's doing yes because yes he he tried to get georgia to overturn their votes and yeah Find find him a, like I don't I don't know where they're gonna find him though. That's the I, I don't I don't understand. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. He's real desperate right now. <laughs> so um FEMA is working on reimbursing the state of Illinois for everything that we're losing during the pandemic. The Illinois um, Department of Unemployment is apparently running rampant with people um, putting in false unemployment claims and stealing countless amount of money, which I can't even understand because you can't even get anyone on the phone when you call them. Hmm. Facts. So... Oh, you know, well, the ones that are coming to work, you know, they commit a little bit of fraud. Well, because that's the thing. Yeah, the, the the unemployment claims are employed people taking unemployment benefits from unemployed people. 
So you have a job that hasn't been impacted by COVID. You get to go to work every day and get the same check that you would had 2020 not happen. And that's not good enough for you. You hear that there's some people out there. Right. I need two checks. I can't even say I'm, I'm mad at them. When you desperate and it just seems like the world is on fire, you do what you gotta do to survive. But that's not even desperate. Like desperation is unemployed people trying to find a way to scheme the system. Yeah, employed, you're just being greedy. Some have. This is Chicago. Y'all motherfuckers, y'all know how to do one thing. Y'all definitely know how to scam. First of all, don't come to my city. Okay. We're not scammers, we hustlers. That's the difference. The hustlers that scam. You know what? <laughs> See, somebody agree with me. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. Go fill up your wine glasses. Go get you a snack. But make sure you come back to the first episode of 2021, Uncensored Life with the Saunders. And while you at it. See if you can help Trump find some votes, please. Mm-mm, we'll be back. <laughs> and we are back to Uncensored Life with the Saunders. So what else is new? I mean, slow justice, slow justice. Well, that's not new, but it's what's going on because apparently... Slow justice for who? Because I was going to say justice for black people is always slow. Always. It either don't happen or when it do happen, it's slow as fuck. Well, this story doesn't have like a lot of um, details, especially not those of race, but it's enough to basically say same old same old because apparently a Chicago police officer has been fired a decade that's 10 years y'all after letting a fellow officer leave the scene of a crime after he allegedly assaulted two people the Chicago police board voted 8 to 1 because there's always got to be that one. <laughs> Last month to fire officer Jason Berg. The, bur- the board determined that Berg let the other officer who was off duty at the time, so not even in his uniform, leave the scene without arresting him or even taking down his information. The board member who voted against firing Bird criticized the others for taking so long to bring disciplinary actions against Bird. So basically, because statutes of limitations ran out. In his own personal opinion, because mm. because you don't personally agree with the length of time that it took to get to it, you want to vote against it. So in 2012, the city settled this lawsuit against Berg and the other officer who has since left the force for $160,000. So it was settled in 2012, which would have been about a, a year after it occurred. But the officer that just let someone in plain clothes leave the scene of the crime 
after assaulting two other people. It took 10 years to prosecute and decide that this man needs to be fired. No criminal charges. He just needs to be fired. So he, he, he got 10 more years to work after just letting someone just leave the scene of a crime. I swear, it has not been good for Chicago PD lately in the news. And I feel so bad for Auntie Lori because it's all... I feel bad for her because everything that's coming under fire happened before she was even voted in as mayor. Okay, check this though. Check this though. So I don't know if you heard this. I heard this at work listening to V103. But you know how you know uh how Auntie Lori said the uh the the botched raid mm-hmm. how she didn't know about it until like right before the video came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Apparently someone has leaked that she knew about this for at least a year so it ain't looking too good for auntie lawyer right now your camp is dropping the ball you need to fire everybody in your office and clean house yeah because somebody is dropping the ball big time yeah it was on the radio i was like wow couldn't believe it and you know we 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 ride with auntie lori but yeah, your camp is failing you, yo, for real. It's time to clean house, cause you might not be mayor too long. At this point, I don't even think she probably even want to be mayor no more. She probably like, you know what? Cause y'all some ungrateful motherfuckers. I'm sick of this job. I don't think that she'll decide not to run, but I don't know that she'll be voted for because there's no. But I don't. I only. I guess we're going to have to see because, like, the people, and this is why, like, I feel bad for her to an extent because I totally agree that she does need to hire new staff Uh, because regardless, like, if she did know it last year, it's still, like, she's catching a lot of flack for things that didn't happen under her her watch. Um, But the people that I hear complain about her the most, she not even on your ballot. So what are you like, talking about? Like, I get, okay, so it happened before she became mayor. But, I, but it just doesn't look good that, like, they lied and said she knew about it at this time. And then it comes out that you knew about it really this time. Like, that's the bad part. Yeah, I get that. Like, like I said, like, her camp definitely needs to be regrouped, retrained, re like, just redone because you guys first tried to, like, suppress the video. Like, it happened not on her watch. So just let the chips fall where they may because either way it goes, you're going to have a cleanup. So, 
let's make this cleanup as clean as possible. Like, let's not dirty our hands at all. Like, this happened when things were not under her control. It's already going to trial, which means that there was absolutely nothing that she could do about this particular case. Now, can she go the extra mile or whatever to try to change things so that this situation doesn't happen again? Now that you are aware of it, absolutely. But for this woman's particular situation, there was nothing she could have done about it. So if I'm on her team, I'm trying to make this as clean as possible for her. So let's get everything out in the open because I'm going to have to clean up this mess anyway. And the more lies, because that's the thing about lies. Like when you're telling the truth, your story remains consistent. No one can shake or change your story because it's the truth. But when you're lying, you can't keep up with all the stories that you're telling and details aren't adding up. So instead of having to clean up that train, I'd rather say, yep, look, this happened. This was absolutely wrong. I don't know. You know, you don't even necessarily, like, of course, because of the factors and people not being stupid, your predecessor is going to be thrown under the bus, but you don't even have to do it. You don't even have to say this dumb nigga, uh... The X, Y, and Z. And if his dumb ass, you don't even have to do all that. All you have to do is say that I'm sorry that this happened before I got here. But let me just let you know that now that I am here, this will not happen again. And this is how we're going to handle what occurred previously. Period. True. And then your hands are clean. If you don't have a staff that can simply do that, then yeah, like like I said, you you got a clean house. Like something something has to be done, hands down. Like if you don't have a staff that can clearly just present something to you and say, hey, we need to acknowledge this. We need to get because that's the thing. You have to get ahead of things. You can't you can't let it leak into the press. And then find out, oh, uh, what had happened was you can't do that. And you know who watched it happen doing? Rami Man. Of course, he yes, he's fucking... a predecessor. That's I what forgot, I'm saying. I like, forgot he was the mayor before her. But that's what and I'm that saying. Like you don't even you. have to. She don't have to go and say, you know what? Uh, this is what ha- this is what Rom did. Like she don't even have to do that. Like, cause I like wish. I said, that motherfucker was trash. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's not even necessary because that's the thing. That's something that I've learned. Like you look your best to others when you just take ownership of situations, whether it's your fault or not. So you don't have to say anybody else's thing. You don't have because all of that's gonna come out in the wash. Like everybody knows. Or can Google who came before you. So, like, you don't even have to get your hands dirty throwing no mud at him. Just say, look, this didn't happen on my watch, but this is how we're going to address it. This is how we're going to move forward. This is how we're going to prevent it from happening again. Like, that's simply all her team had to do. Like, not the whole... uh Let's just not address this at all and hope that it doesn't get out into the media. Where are you from? 1932? Everything ends up coming to the public. 
There's a leak everywhere. There's a leak in every department. There's a leak in the police department. There's a leak in newsrooms. Like there is not a location that there's not a leak. So let's go ahead and get in front of it instead of hiding behind it when we personally did not do anything. All I right. did was take my seat as mayor. But them lying about it just makes it look makes like y'all had look crazy. Exactly. Yeah, like y'all had something to hide. Like I don't understand that. This clearly didn't happen on your watch. And why not just say, you know, when I first learned about this, you know, such and such, and when, you know, blahzy blah. But why would you say, you know, I just found out about this and this net, this net, then reports come out that you tried to stop the video from being released. It didn't report come out that your timeline from when you knew ha- is isn't even correct. Exactly. So, so that that's what I'm saying. Like she should have just her her team should have just let the cars fall where they may and cleaned up from there. Not cause a whole shitstorm because that's what you did. You caused a whole shitstorm of something that could have just easily been okay like this happened at this time and let that be that mm-hmm. um so a cup i think it was a couple of episodes ago um we brought up the fact that snoop dogg said some things that eminem did not like so he felt the need to include him and his this uh, slash apology track called Zeus. And um, as a reminder, what he said was, as far as squashing beefs, I'm used to people knocking me, but just not in my camp. And diplomatic as I'm trying to be, last thing I need is Snoop Dogg dogging me. Man, dog, he was like a damn god to me. Nah, not really. I had dog backwards, but I'm starting to think all these people talking, taking shots at me. Shit, it's no wonder. So everybody has been waiting for Snoop Dogg to respond and like Snoop's never been a battle battle rapper. rapper, So he sat down with the Breakfast Club again and of course anywhere that he sits down they're going to bring up these bars and snoop's response as of now is that pray that i don't answer that soft ass shit like i pray that you do because i've never heard you battle rap so like i mean why is it soft because he's not cursing or nothing like why is it soft like I feel like his wordplay was very smart. So I love it. Why why and, is it soft? Because he's not cursing. Well, I told you, like, I understood where Snoop was coming from when he said that the things that he said about not putting him in the top 10, which I feel is a personal preference. I don't feel like he was intentional. Eminem took it as a diss. I didn't take it as a diss because I understand the generation that Snoop is coming from. I understand like the vibe that we got from white rappers and stuff like that. So um, except for when Snoop was like basically just saying that Dr. Dre made him. But at the same time, like 
that that has been said from anybody that Dre has been connected to, including Snoop. So I, I mean, I can't lie to. That's the first time I've heard that about him. That Dre made him. I've I've never heard that. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've never heard that. I've heard that before. That because that's the thing. Like like I said, like anybody that has been connected to Dre, either Dre said it out of his mouth or somebody else. Because you know, a lot of people like put have very high regards for Dre. So anything that he's ever touched, any person that he's entangled with, like they feel like he made them in some way, shape, or form. Because like I said, like this has even been said about Snoop. So that's why like if I like I don't think that I would have gotten so in my feelings that I would have had to do any bars dedicated to Snoop. I just would have let it go in one ear and out the other. Like not a half a diss track, not a, a quarter of a diss track, um, and a thank you nah, bar. Like M, none M, of that. M couldn't but, help it though. That's that's how he came up. So he couldn't help it. Like But like as far as Snoop goes, like I've never heard you do a battle track. And I just not that I think because there's two different styles, they're two different lanes, they're two like him and Eminem are like comparing apples and oranges. So like not that I can even think this'll be like a comparable battle. I just like to hear Snoop, you know, back up what he's saying. Cause I've never heard you battle anybody. You've never dissed anybody on a track i don't even think you've ever been associated with a diss track like you just accidentally became part of a diss like i don't that's a thing that wouldn't even be entertaining because m would wrap circles around snoop i'm sorry that's what I'm, like they they're they're not the same i just and like i said i don't think that it I'd be entertained to hear Snoop's attempt. Is it worthy of a back and forth? Absolutely not. Like, I just want to hear his one attempt and then he can just leave it alone and I'll be satisfied because they're not the same. They're, they're not the same. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why I list like that top 10 list. It's, it's uh, you know, a lot of times it's biased because that's what I mean. Like that's why I wouldn't have taken it. It's personal. That's exactly what it is. It's personal opinion, and that's why I said like I don't think that I would have like oh I ain't make this top ten. I'll make a lot of people's top ten, or I ain't make his top ten. I've made so many people's top ten. Like it's just like I don't feel like there was a need to to even start this battle but you know now that it's started let's see snoop I mean, like do something said, he hasn't done before like like i said this that's, is about the only thing snoop hasn't done before he's done gospel he's done reggae like it's about the only thing he hasn't done before but like that's what i was saying about him that's of course he responded because that's that's how he you know became known in detroit as a battle rapper so yeah, you know, I get that part. Like, you, you know, know, it's like riding whole... a bike for him. He probably was waiting for somebody to diss him because the whole, you know, him and Machine Gun Kelly shit died down. So, well, because that's the thing. He like, was waiting the, for somebody to say track, so. He didn't just confess. That's why you like, you can't even call it a foot on this track because he didn't just um, 
come for Snoop. He came for Migos. He came for a couple of other people. And he apologized to Rihanna all within this one track. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like for me, if he had to just glazed over Snoop, then like I could understand that because I'll tell you what though, the Migos. They better hope Em and Joe Button don't get on the damn diss track together against them. Because, Lord, that's going to be crucial. Like, we might be talking like, I ain't going to say ether level, but <laughs> it ain't just going to be no regular diss track neither. Because I know Joe Button can't stand amigos. He hate them motherfuckers with a passion. And now M coming, throwing shots at him too? Oh, my God. Them two do a diss track together. Oof. God bless Cardi B husband. <laughs> They're gonna be living off that WAP for the rest of their marriage. So um a name that hasn't come up in a while is Kanye West. Um Damn, it sure hasn't. <laughs> so So, you know, everyone's always talking off and on about him and Kim getting a divorce. And apparently uh, a photo of Kim meeting with Meek to discuss prison reform back in 2018 at a hotel in Los Angeles was um, brought up earlier uh this year, no, earlier last year, I believe it was. And uh, Kanye, of course, sh- shocks fans. I don't, I don't know how he can shock anyone anymore. Hmm. Trying, stating that he was trying to get a divorce based on this picture of Kim meeting with uh, Meek at the Wardoff um, Hotel in Beverly Hills. Like I said, they were just meeting up to discuss prison reform because we know that Kim is heavy and like she's honestly doing her her father proud with her efforts of going back and getting her um her law degree and trying to help reform um prisons but the thing that i think shocked most people is because you know we would expect kanye to come for meek's head about this photo but he said meek is my man and was respectful that's my dog he blames kim he said kim was out of line on worth five billion dollars and more than that through christ but y'all ain't listened to mj and now y'all believe them (laughs) i mean but isn't that what people always wait so isn't that what people always say though like the common things like if your if your spouse, you know, step outside of the marriage, like, why would you go for the other person when you should be checking your spouse? I agree with that. Right. So, even though we know he coming from a crazy place with this, within that crazy place, he kind of did the right thing. Like, why is I'm why I'm gonna come for Meek? Like, I'm not married to Meek. I'm married to Kim. She should know better. That's my wife. Like, so I'm gonna come for her. I'm gonna come check her. Now, the whole meet my man, why would I come for me? That's my man. Now, that's kind of, 
you could have left that shit out. I think you could have left the worth whole more than five billion, right? First and of all, more through all, Christ, it, right? First of all, don't bring Christ into this. Okay? That's what I'm saying. This nigga do a couple of Sunday services, and all of a sudden you're a Christian. Like Come I on, get Kanye. that they are three people in marriage: you, your spouse, and Christ. But I do not think that this is what they mean by that. And if you're like. Clearly, if your spouse is going to cheat on you, like how beautiful you are, how famous you are, how much money you work, do not factor in, or we wouldn't have people like Halle Berry, Beyonce being cheated on, Halle Berry repeatedly by different offenders. So it's like, who can't, like, first of all, weren't you just in the news for like how much? How many millions of dollars that you owe, and now you want to tell us that she can't possibly want to cheat on you because you worth five billion? In addition to the fact that she's related to the youngest billionaire ever reported, like, well, I mean, this ain't your first chick. Though. I just feel like, like Kanye was coming from a place like, because you was like, you know, she's doing good stuff with the, with the, you know, prison reform and. You know, and all that. But at the same time, let's not forget, you know, every time you get arrested, they want to bring up your past. Let's not forget, you know, like Ray J said, I hit it first. Like, (laughs) so he he probably went back to that. Like, you know what? Oh, no, it's not. It's happening again. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like. You, because this is my, when it comes to their marriage, this is my issue with him. You know who you married. And like, so when he married Kim, by his standards, she didn't dress the best. Um, She was too, to his standards, these are words that came out of his mouth. Like she wasn't revealing enough like the person that he's married to like in addition like to the elements that you married you kind of created this monster that you're going against like the the skin tight clothes and the uh posing damn near nude on the gram and stuff this is stuff that you encouraged you endorsed you suggested and you recommended, but this, now that you're taking this walk with Christ, you want her now to do this whole 360 change with you. This is what his ass get for putting the ass on the pedestal. That motherfucker put on a pedestal like she was a goddess, which I get. If you know, every woman wants that, so right. I'm not even feeling but come still, at him though. No, nah, I am because he was totally trashing Amber Rose. And was just he was while he was putting Kim on his pedestal, he was trashing Amber Rose. Because that, but but that's the and thing. It's like, In dude, order to put her on the pedestal, on. he didn't have to trash Amber Rose. And that's the thing. Like you put Kim on this pedestal and you trash Amber Rose, but then you try to take elements of Amber Rose and put them on Kim. Like he threw out all of this woman's clothes and picks. Everything that she ever put on, there's not a nude picture on the internet like of her taking selfies, like home stuff that you haven't taken. 
now, now, because Christ is talking to you directly on the main line, hmm. you now want to come for your wife? Like, this ain't the first time that he didn't can't Like, you talking out your neck. First of all, if you did at any point want to divorce Kim, that's between you and Kim. This mm-hmm. is like... Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. This is like when he decided to tell a room full of people and social media cameras that he wanted her to have an abortion when she was pregnant with North. Like, mm. my dude, what do you think you're... Like, the internet doesn't die. You can delete it, but somebody has a copy of it. Mm. Your daughter, like... This is bad, point blank, and the period, but it wouldn't be as bad if she wasn't at an age where her friends are on social media. So there's hearing the craziness that comes out your mouth. So first you want to tell the world that you didn't want me, daddy. Now you want to tell the world that you wanted to leave. Her father ain't even want her. (laughs) Exactly. So first you want to sit up there and do that to the baby. And now you want to sit up here and tell everybody that you wanted to leave her mama too. Like not only did he not want her, he didn't want her mama neither. Like, come on now, Kanye. Like you so godly and, and walks with Christ and he calling you on the main line. He got you on speed down. That's how close you and uh, the G.O.D. get down. What about this is Christ like? God ain't got him on the main line. God paging his ass. He beeping him. He tapping him on his shoulder like, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on now. I said, don't deny me in front of others, but I did not take you to just use my name all willy-nilly. Hey, guys. We'll be right back for our last stretch. Hope you guys are enjoying the first episode of Uncensored Life with the Saunders 2021 edition. Go fill up your glasses, grab a snack, use the bathroom, but make sure you bring your ass back. And we're back like we never left. <laughs> oh, we forgot to congratulate uh Nick Cannon on the birth of powerful Queen Cannon. So he has uh now two daughters. Congratulations. But um let's get into some power. Like power oh, and yeah. it's season. Oh yeah, now <laughs> we talking. So Powerhead is season finale last night. And if oh, you have boy, not seen it. it, then you might want to end this podcast now because we are going to We about to spoil it. Spill it all. All the tea is gonna be spilled. Because like they have been hinted, like the possibility has been there from episode one that we may possibly see Mr. Tommy Egan. Yeah, because fucking Tosh just want to keep just blaming this shit on him yes he did it he was the man in charge he killed everybody like my hands are clean and that's what killed me like clean like she she wanted to put everything on tommy but then 
when it came time to put make that shit official and put it on some paper, all of a sudden, we ain't gonna rat on Tommy, we gotta run. Look now, you've you been talking about ratting on Tommy this. all season. Because that's the thing. Like, so in the beginning when she kept name dropping Tommy, I think in her mind, the way she thought the process would go was that she would be in jail when they picked him up. And then she would get out while he's locked up. Therefore, mm. not having to run from him. Because I had, like, she has said this man's name so much. And I knew that this was the last week. She I had that. given up any she, hope of seeing. She popped that nigga up like Candyman. I swear, because, <laughs> like, I had gotten left any hope of seeing Tommy. Like, especially after they were like, you know, uh, take this deal. You're free to go. We'll put you in witness protection or whatever. So I'm like, well, because I know about Force Power Book Five, I'm like, well, we know that he's not gonna get locked up. Is that be stupid? Or if he does get locked up, it's not gonna be for that long because they're building a whole series around Tommy. So like, uh, I was trying to figure out like where he would fit in, and then so like when they was talking about you and. She's just walking free. Like I, I think my face looked like her face when we saw the car. Mm. Like so, he is here. It's about to go down. Tried to kill her ass. Lit Monet bar up. Lit it because I'm like, and who shot else? a bouncer, whatever he was, bodyguard, Cause whatever, security, right? Because I'm like, who else is after Monet? Like, you killed the connect, like, and it at was first, like, I thought it was the connect peoples, but then I'm like, nah, that's Tommy because, like, that's the thing. So, she when she killed the connect, she made that like a real clean situation, like, no one knew that she was going to meet him. She had her daughter contact him on on a burner, so that's why I'm like, who else wants to come after Monet? Like, is this a new layer to this family that we finna like? If you've killed the connect, who else wants to come after you? But then I mean, you, you still see, got the GTG niggas that her son handled all the GTG niggas. He he made them his bitch, literally. So. So that's why I'm looking like who could possibly, and that's why like when we saw the car, like my face looked like Tasha's face. Like you didn't conjure up Tommy, girl. You in trouble now. Hey, like I knew somebody. It's the season finale, so I knew a body would drop. Like it's mm -hmm. power. Like I can't think of a season that power has been around that a body hasn't dropped especially on the season finale so it's like i knew it was coming her son was in the hospital kind of like if he was on life support i kind of thought kane would come in and pull it because like kane is just reckless right now like he's there's 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 no putting him back on the leash and the thing is is that his father wants to bring him back in but his father doesn't realize that you're the one that broke his leash like i feel like he could take he was our his leash was already loose when he felt like 
he could push Monet down and walk out the house. So his leash was lo loose, but it was completely broken, burnt, incinerated after the scene at the prison. So for his father to now like want to blame Monet and tell her she needs to bring him back in and we need him, it's like, nah, you need to make that phone call because you did this. Like you did the most damage. Like, yeah, she she threw some shots, she wore him down, but you was the final foot to the throat. I wouldn't say that. I think it's still all on Monet simply because it's apparent that she chooses Tariq over him. So I think that's what it is. But that's a, like... Like his jealousy of Tyreek is... His strongest jealousy is of Tyreek. But he was also jealous of Mar Ramirez. So it's like anybody that stands between him and Monet and him being Monet's right-hand man is a problem. Besides his brother, because that's the thing too, like... You want to be Monet's right hand man, but she she wants you to be it to an extent. But your father wants your brother to take that position. But it's things about your brother that your father isn't aware of that Monet knows about that makes him not a contender in the way that you know Lorenzo wants him mm -hmm. to be her right hand. But at the end of the day, he kind of is, and so like you're. Tariq's not stopping you from being her right hand. He's stopping you from being her left. Like, he's number three on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can't really blame her because, like she said, due to Kane, she can't move her weight in the streets. So she but has that to... Came from the jealousy of Tariq. Like that's when it all boils down. Every every dumbass move he's made have been because of his jealousy of Tariq. Not so much Ramirez, because he kind of know what that is. Like, okay, we pay you to protect us, but you just happen to be fucking my mother on the side too. But he know like you don't really have no real power. Like all you do is protect us. That's all you do. You don't got no say so. You ain't got nothing. But, but Tariq has more does, say so. But what power does Tariq have? He's the only one at this point moving weight for. But you which just makes said, him this, this essential. Is what I, this is what I just said. But you said that the only reason that he had, because I said that, you know, because Kane took her corner boys, mm -hmm. him not being there for the distro meeting. That's what messed up her relationship that she had with Rico because he was so used to, like, Kane was essential to being there. Like, he, for whatever reason, was essential to those meetings. And he made the decision not to be there. Tariq, like, just happens to, Tariq just happens to know the game. And he just happens to be at the right place at the right time. And, like I said, he's the he's the only one moving product, but he's the only one moving products because of actions that Kane did. Like I don't I understand his jealousy of Tariq because like you said, Ramirez has a certain role. He did he felt 
like his family business was fine the way that it was and that it didn't need any changes. He didn't see the need for Tariq. But now that he's here, like, that's not Monet's fault that you so jealous that you burning everything up. I mean... And I it's, told you it to move around. It is, though. And you decided to take my corner boys. I mean, it kind of sort of is. First of all, look at the way she treated them. Look at the way she talked to them. Like, she talked, yeah, she talked to all of them reckless, but she was extra reckless with Kane. It's like. But I don't feel like that's Tariq's fault, though. No, like, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, just, just building up to it. I just feel like the way she already treated him was fucked up. And then you let this outsider come into the family who he objected to. And you just, nah, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I know what I'm doing. You know, I run this shit. You know, talking to him crazy like she usually do. He objected to Tyreek coming and joining the family and joining the business. And like, because at first they was cool at one point, but he started like... Yeah, remember at first? No, nah, well, maybe I'm just right. Him and Tariq was shit. never cool. Like he, he never trusted Tariq. He even said that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you right, you right, you right. Tariq. I'm thinking of something he, else. Like thought that you know he's this privileged little boy coming into my lane of my territory. Like I feel like him and Tariq, they the same may person. Have no, some, no, who's the same person? Kane and Tommy. Absolutely. They're the same person. Because Tommy be doing some wicked stuff. And so do Kane. That nigga was chopping up body parts. Because I was going to say say Keenan, but um, Kanan. Kanan. But um, can't like Everybody says that Tommy is reckless and does like off the wall stuff, but Ghost was always that one person that could rein Tommy in. Kanan doesn't have one person that could ever rein him in. So that's why I I I, I agree with you and think that Kane and Tommy is a better because Kane can be reined in. And I honestly think that. You know, everybody has been saying that Courtney Kemp has been lining up Brayton to be the new Tommy and Ghost. But <laughs> I kind of <laughs> think after this season finale that the new Tommy and Ghost is Kane and Tariq. Because I feel like but then that in be that a Tommy moment, and Ghost they're both black, so they'll be more like a first of all ghost that, and Canaan. That that don't because let's not forget they did run with each other back in the day. Yes, but I'm so the brotherhood don't have nothing to do with the fact that they black and white. I'm just saying that I feel like Kane he finally has a respect for Tariq. After wait, we don't know that. 
We don't know that. I'm just saying what my opinion is. Okay. I'm not saying that this is written in stone because okay. this is the power universe. So it could be flipped on its head and everything that I'm saying right now could be totally different. Yes, I don't think that's starts. how it's going to go. But I feel like that there is finally a level of respect between the two so. because of the professor and here's think, here's why because you can go ahead and tell me why you disagree here's i don't think that he thought that Tariq was going to end the professor i think that he thought not. that Tariq was going to save the professor and like throw him under the bus in some way shape or form i think that's that's of course why he stayed behind. So I th I don't think like I even though the they don't know that two bit is the reason that the body is in the pool. I don't I know for a fact that I don't think that he thinks that Tariq did it. So I don't think that he thought that Tariq is capable of being a killer because at this point right now. Monet's the only one that knows that this nigga's not only a killer, but he killed his own father. So can't, he don't think that Tariq is capable of doing any of this. He thinks, you know, he's some college kid that thinks he knows the game. And he got lucky because, like, even he mentioned it, like, you knew that my uncle was a rat because you're a rat. He doesn't think that Tariq knows what he knows because he's lived this life. Like he's literally grew up and was brought up in the same exact world as you. He just had more privilege. His father allowed him to go to private school and, and to distance himself from the life, whereas your parents had a different approach and pulled you and your siblings in. Like your sister wants to go off to college and your family is like, nah, we just gonna let the slowest member of the family go to college and bank everything on his hoop dreams. But y'all gonna uh, chop up my work and do these meetings and stuff. So I don't think that he realizes that until now that Tariq came from the same world that he did. Well, I think... Kane was hiding behind that tree because, like you said, he didn't think he was going to do it. But I don't think that smirk was for a new level of appreciation for him. I think somehow, some way, Kane set his ass up. Because if you notice, the gun he had is Ramirez's gun. And Kane has been wearing gloves every time he has handled that gun. Uh, Tariq's stupid ass grabs the gun with no gloves. So, you know, I don't know how that's going to play. I just feel like yeah, somehow Kane has set his like, ass up. Yeah, watching that whole scene, that portion of it, because I, I noticed the whole... Because he... This is what he does. He makes people disappear. And even with, you know, Tariq helping him dispose of that one body, like... This is what he does. Like, this is his lane. He gets rid of people. He disposes of bodies. And had he not personally said things to Monet and to his brother, nobody would know anything about Ramirez. And if, like, if he does, because that's a, 
that's another thing too. If he does say, if he does somehow get this to go back on Tariq, his it mother is. and his brother know that he did it. And there's gonna be some repercussions within that household. What, the for that. Yeah. But see that that too, but okay, so now that you've made that point, so yeah, they know that Kane clearly killed Ramirez and, and dumped him. But with this new ending and Tariq shooting the professor with Ramirez's gun that his fingerprints are now on. Now he might try to pin the professors. I mean, he wouldn't be pinning it because he did kill him, but he would, you know, I just think he's going to somehow flip that one to Reek. Because I mean, the, the, the jealousy is not going anywhere. He's forever going to be jealous of Tariq. And uh, what better way to get him closer, out of the family? Monet. Right. Uh, yeah, especially with your mother now going and with Zach, like, this is your family now. And that's not going to take too well to Kane. Like, you was already just an essential worker for us, but now you in the family family? Oh, hell no. Nah. So I think he's well, going to somehow pin from... the, the professor's murder on Tariq. He's going to get him in trouble with that. But he knew that from Monet simply saying, like, he saved Justice's life. So, like, she, she automatically is going to feel some kind of... Which end. is... Just more ammunition for why he bought to set him up for the professor's murder. Because I I am very interested to see how that plays out because I have no idea what Tariq is thinking. Like, there's no, like, he's trying to some way, shape or form, connect the professor to Ramirez, even though no one is going to ever be able to find Ramirez, but it's like, what's the connection? Like, how, how, how is he? Like, I feel like Tariq has already played all of his cards. Yeah, like your mother season is gone. two, some, something has to happen to one of them. Tommy ain't either Tariq got to get got or Tommy got to find Tasha. I just feel like. Season two has to oh, end Tommy's with definitely gonna find Tasha, but I don't know if it's gonna be a part of this series or his own series because um he made that very clear. He wants all the smoke and he will never stop looking for Tasha. Like those were his two Yeah, well one of them gotta die at the end of season two. Like for real. Cause Tariq luck has just been at some point your luck has to run out and he's just he's just one lucky one lucky dude yo now you just keep getting like horseshoe after horseshoe after horseshoe it's like how much luck does a nigga get i mean the serious if something is to happen to Tariq, that would be a shock for me because the series is built around him um and i mean yeah we're but starting to see we're starting to see that he is his daddy's son. Tariq isn't so much seeing that he is just like ghosts as he's starting to understand who his father is. So those are two separate different understandings. The understanding of this is who my father was and that I am the same 
as my father are two different aha moments and he's only had one of the two whereas i'm starting to understand why he made the moves that he made i'm starting to almost understand why he was willing to sacrifice me to you know um do politics like he's not even full circle in his understanding of his father as we can all see that he is ghost so i think there's a lot of character building and developing for all of that to come full circle so i don't think well that Tariq Tariq, be the one Tariq has to at least get shot or something like it's no way like you ain't been shot yet or nothing you had all these people looking at you coming for you like even shot at you and you ain't been shot come on now he has at least like i mean you act like ghost got shot every season like ghost got shot at a lot. A lot of people came no. for ghost, but but what what the what the original power series did was it showed that ghost was a fighter though. Tariq is clearly not a fighter. He's not. He's book smart, which makes him great at the game because he's looking at the game from a different angle. But he's no way, no shape of fighter. See, like you, he can call himself a monster watch. all he want. But, but that's the thing. You're like, not a fighter though. So that's my thing. See, now you're gonna make me want to watch this little prequel, even though I was like so against it. Because that's my thing. Yes, he's aware that he is book smart. He's like I say, he hasn't fully he's a kid, so like he doesn't really know who he is he's learning and like everyone else has been like saying that he's a killer saying that he's this and that putting various labels on him monet his mother came like everyone tommy like everybody is putting labels on him he is just now starting to recognize and wear these labels like he didn't go around saying i'm a killer i kill people like that wasn't what he did but he's starting to see that you know what maybe i am like i feel like i'm book smart and this is how i'm going to excel in the game and this is how I'm different and better and greater than my father is because I'm not going to sit up here and throw people under the bus. I'm going to use my mind. I'm not going to be the muscle. I'm not going to be ghost is what he, he turned keeps telling himself. Right. But he's like, Tommy is telling ghost. him that you he, are ghost. Exactly. Yeah. And like Tommy was like, that's exactly what ghosts were doing. I, Tariq's not there yet where he agrees with that statement. So that's why I'm saying, like, even though we see that he is his father's son, he's not there yet. So I think that there's a lot more storytelling and character building to get to that point. And why I said that I now want to see the prequel because maybe that baby ghost was because Angela worshipped ghost she clearly loved him and 
clearly did not see like she saw him be doing great things she did not think that he would be the drug dealer of the century like that's not what she thought so maybe he started out like Tariq not being a fighter because there are things that happen in your life that change you that mold you that you could be headed down the path to going to college with Angela and then one event can change everything and now you dealing drugs and dealing with Tasha like you so maybe Tariq is exactly like his father and developing exactly like his father. It's just that the difference, of course, will be that Ghost didn't have the means and the opportunities that Tariq had. Like, Tariq is making a choice to step into this life. Is this life necessary for his survival? No, your daddy made sure of it. Mm-hmm. But you're making wow. choices so that you're you're live you're living a life that you swear that you hate. Okay. And then Tasha, like, and first of all, like Ghost was the only one that was going to give it to Tariq straight, no chaser. He wasn't sugarcoating anything for him, he wasn't babying him at all. It wasn't until this episode that Tasha realized that your son is not some baby that you need to coddle and keep under uh -huh. your wing and everything else because up until that moment in the graveyard I don't think she fully got it it's especially when you can come out of your mouth and blame ghost for the reason that Raina isn't here ghost didn't have anything to do with that yeah that was crazy to me that was crazy to me like ghost is the reason that Raina's not here. Like that was the start of Tariq's body count. Right. And for the longest, Ghost is trying to get out of the game and just focus on truth and opening up another nightclub. And she was like, nah, 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 right. So yeah. She wanna blame anybody, she need to blame her damn self. That's who the that's who the fuck she need to blame. Blame yourself for who your son is. Blame yourself for the fact that your daughter's not here because that is a like that's Tariq's. That's Tariq's cross to bear full blown. Mm -hmm. Like, dude didn't have he had no issues with Ghost. He knew who Ghost was because everybody knew who Ghost was, but like they ain't have no direct entanglements that he was sitting up here. Like, that was full on Tariq and Kanan. Mm -hmm. So, like, Tasha got, I guess, an eyeful as to who her son really is. Well, I, I'm glad she got to see it before Tommy killed her ass because <laughs> that's what's coming next. Yeah. And never said, like, if we didn't learn anything from yesterday's episode is uh, never say the name Lakeisha Satami because the hmm. look on his face, the whole everything changed about him. Like his expression, his body language, his energy, his mood, everything. Especially is, when he's still going over there to check on Lil Dude. Yeah. So. So yeah, he had to check in with Cash and. I think just off that alone, Tasha, your ass is grass eventually. Like, 
fuck the fact that you tried to like you trying to blame you know my nigga death on me and we know your ungrateful ass son did it but just the fact that you killed the one woman that i finally found that was right for me yeah yo ass yeah you you out of here right because like he said to Tariq, ghost told him to leave the situation alone so whatever happens in regards to ghost yeah, because if Ghost ain't say that, Tariq him. ass would be going too. Exactly. So Tommy had that moment with his brother. So the ghost situation is okay. But Lakeisha, yeah, somebody has to answer for that. Period. Well, that's all the time we got, folks. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and yeah, be on the lookout for more. Follow us on Facebook at Uncensored Life. And we're out.